Hello, everyone, and welcome to Powering Experiences, brought to you by Samsung Semiconductor Inc., a podcast where we sit down with leaders in the field of semiconductor memory, storage, processors, sensors, and everything in between to take a closer look at the intersection of advanced technology and everyday life. I'm your host, Nick Stoll, and I'm back with Kevin Yee. I spoke with Kevin in an earlier episode, and he's gracious enough to be back to talk with me again. This time, we will be discussing our smartphones. They're great tools, but we have become so attached and reliant on them. Where do we draw the line? So, Kevin, glad that you joined us. Uh, Can you kind of start by telling us uh, what you do here at Samsung? Yeah, hi, Nick. Uh, Actually, I'm part of the marketing team at Samsung Foundry. So I work with a lot of customers across a lot of different types of markets and applications. And I focus primarily on the IP and the ecosystem, meaning uh, the intellectual property that a lot of uh, designs require to build uh, semiconductor chips. That's awesome. And so, you know, a lot of those chips end up in cell phones. And that's what we're talking about today. And cell phones have changed a lot over time. First, started big, you know, then they got smaller and now they're getting bigger. And there's been a crazy amount of different things in between. And you have some good knowledge on those developments and processes. So why don't you kind of walk us through that uh, evolution? Yeah. So, so like you said, I've been involved with the uh, semiconductors and primarily on the uh, mobile phones for quite a while. I belong to an organization called MIPI that uh, develops uh, different standards uh, for the mobile. And I've been attending a Mobile World Congress, which is probably the largest mobile phone uh, conference in the world. And I remember back when, when uh, you know, we started out with you know just plain mobile phones. And I don't know if, if you can remember back, but the first mobile phone was really the uh, almost like a luggable, like the laptops. It, it was about the size of a toaster oven that you carried, and, and mostly of it was battery that you carried. And I had a couple of friends that did that. And then I remember we went through an age of, you know, the whole thing on mobile phones because it was so big at the time. How small can you get it? And, and every single company is trying to get to the miniature phone. And I remember that there was actually out in the market, and I think it only lasted a year, but it was actually a mobile phone that was about two inches by an inch and a half. And then, then you see where we are today with smartphones. And it's almost like, how big can you get before you don't call it a mobile phone anymore and you call it a tablet? You know, little uh, fun inquiry about that Uh, out of all the phones you've had all different sizes types smartphones flip whatever what has been your favorite to use personally Uh, good question I, i think just because of the nostalgia and and when i grew up probably my favorite was a motorola razor and i don't you know i i've gone through all the the key phones that are out there all different brands. I think early on, one of the key ones was uh, Nokia's, you know, the candy bar phone. Then Sony Ericsson had theirs. You know, we've all gone through the iPhone age. And, and obviously today I carry my Samsung phone. But, you know, growing up in the day of Star Trek and, and Star Wars and everything else, the Motorola Razor and the flip phone seemed, you know, the most iconic to me, you know. That's when you were part of Star Trek and everything kind of seemed space age. And now you had a phone that flipped open. And so I, w- I would say Motorola Razor was my favorite phone of all my phones that I've owned. What can you kind of tell us about how the inside uh, of these phones have uh, evolved over time, not just their size and, and look? I, I, think, I think if you just look at it, everyone kind of understands already 
uh, there's a couple things. One is uh, in, in terms of the technology for the mobile phones, going from the 2G to the 3G, and now we're at 5G. And, and how 5G is going to be just so much faster. Uh, they're even saying 5G is going to replace your Wi-Fi in your home because your, your bandwidth is so much better. Then you start talking about processing power, where you know we went from simple feature phones that allow you to call to now, you know, we have maps on our phones with smartphones, we have texting, we have everything else. And, and quite honestly, is uh, the power I have in my smartphone today is more powerful my, than my desktop computer when I was going to college. You know, that's kind of the scary thing is, remember how big those desktops were? I mean, they were just big, they, they burned really hot. And now I have significantly more power in my handheld mobile phone than I did in my whole desktop. With that power, you know, we've we've kind of developed a new relationship with our phones. When when now they're they're stronger than what a computer used to be, they can provide so much stuff to us, and so they've evolved in not just their physical capabilities, but how we think about them and our relationship with them. So, what are your kind of opinions on on that and and where we're going? I I think it's a. Uh... A double-edged sword. I think it's really good. And, and don't get me wrong, I love my mobile phone, but I think we've also become very dependent on it. And it comes to a point where it's, you know, and, and I've thought to situations, there have been times I've left the house going into the office and I've forgotten my wallet halfway through. And I thought, oh, okay, that's fine. As long as I know where my wallet is, not a big thing. I think of times where I've left my phone at home and I forgot it. And I'll think, okay, I got to drive home and pick it up before I go back into the office. And, and it's almost like, Oh, my driver's license and my money, I can live without. But my cell phone, oh, I have to drive back to the house and pick up my cell phone before I go to the office. So, you know, to some extent, even for myself, I think we've become very dependent on our, our mobile phones. And it, it's uh, like a second appendage for us. Do you think that that can kind of come in as a, a detriment at times? Um, and I think it goes back to, to the point that I made earlier. This kind of a double-edged sword. Um, I think it's great. I, I think it's a great tool. I think uh, there are things, you know, the features that we have on our phone today in terms of contact lists and calendars and having people access us to have access to other people and other people have access to us, instant communications, map functions, just access to the internet is all great things. But then it goes to really the title of it, has it made us more dumb? Or maybe has it made us more lazy? And I think that is kind of the other edge of the sword is what I found today is I love those tools and I think they're great tools, but we depended on it so much that, um, you know, growing up, I knew my, my brothers and sisters and my friends' phone numbers and the addresses. Honestly, today, without my phone, I don't think I could call them. You know, I knew how to drive to certain places. And now I'm so used to using the map features in my phone that if I don't use it, I have to think really hard about getting to places where I should know how to get to. So, so that is kind of my point is, I, yes, it is an appendage. I think it's a great tool. But to some extent, I think we depend on it too much. And that can be very dangerous as well. So we've talked a lot about that double-edged sword and kind of how uh, it's a tool and how it can hurt us. But we haven't talked as much about the tool you can use it as for communication and connection with people uh, and how we can kind of benefit socially from it, not just hurt ourselves. So Nick, um, yeah, I, I think I focus a lot on, on how it can be 
uh, dangerous. But at the same time, um, I, maybe the point that needs to be made is, um, you know, I, I work for a technology company. I believe in technology. Uh, all the things that you brought up about the home being connected and, uh, you know, I, I have Alexa, I have smart plugs. I turn on lights by saying, you know, Alexa, turn on the lights or something things like that. But I think the point uh, I need to make is we need to be very careful about these tools and how we use it. And it's a very positive side. I mean, I think COVID has shown us how important technology is, is, you know, families getting together, Zoom calls, uh, getting, making sure that we're connected to people that we love and care about. Um, I think those are all things that are very important. Uh, even the things that I said that have the dangers is, you know, I have access to instant information on the internet right away, which is a good thing. Uh, I think the goal, though, is balance. Is we need to be very careful about being too dependent on it. Using a tool is is great. The technology itself, a smartphone, is not good and bad in itself, but it can offer its strengths and its dangers. Okay, and, and maybe the point is that is. We just need to be very careful and conscious of it. I think if we're aware that we become too dependent or, to my point, get too dumb or too lazy about things, you need to do things, different things about it. But that doesn't mean that you abandon what it's good for. You know, I use it all the time. It's important to stay connected. Um, but there, there's a fine line between productivity and overwork. So where do you draw that line for yourself? You know, it used to be is, if you're away from your computer or you're away from the house, you didn't get phone calls. Now your phone's with you all the time. Um, and, and I bring this up because I need to do a better job of it. You need to, I, I know I consciously need to um, set guidelines on, on what I do and how I do things. More importantly is, is I think for myself being conscious of it is the simple things. Uh, don't go by remote control anymore, like, like maps, you know? Think a little bit when you're driving sort of think about where you're driving. If you're, if, you know, and sometimes maps get it wrong. And, and I've been to places where, you know, you're following directions and you're left somewhere in nowhere land. And then because you didn't think about it, now you're really lost. So I guess that would be my point is uh, I just have to be a little bit more conscious of not uh, being a robot and just following things and, and think a little bit more. So how does working on the Samsung Foundry team allow you to get a sort of insight into how people might interact with the newer technologies that are being implemented into our smartphones? That's the thing I like about Samsung Foundry. I get, I get to see a lot of new technologies before they're actually even released to the public. And I get to see how people are doing things. And it gives me the opportunity to really think about, okay, how is it going to be used? Uh, what is the best way it's going to be used? And seeing some of the great innovations coming. I mean, the big talk these days is all about 5G, but also AI and machine learning. And I see how, you know, AI is, is being used uh, in automotive, in mobile phones, uh, in servers, and, and how it's changing how we do things. So, you know, to me, that's the opportunity because I get to see technology early and see how the innovation is being done and how new computer chips are being developed, fighting, and, and it keeps me somewhat grounded to think about, okay, these are great tools, and this is how I can use it. But to your earlier question is, you know, what can I do about it? I want to make sure that uh, I'm not one of those that when you walk into a room, everyone's on their cell phone talking to each other rather than talking to each other. 
You know, it, it doesn't make sense that, that if you're in a room with someone, you don't have face-to-face conversations and you're texting each other when you're in the same room. I don't want to be one of those types of people. You know, technology is going to keep advancing. It's going to keep getting smarter and there, there's really no stopping that. But that's also going to make it harder and harder to keep this balance and this human autonomy uh, separate from our technology. So what is the the future um, based on technologies you've seen or of how we can find that balance and you know harmony with our technology and smart devices in the future? Nick, I think that's a great question. And I think that's a a question that all of us are going to struggle with over the course of the next few years. Um, I, I think you hit it on the head. Technology is going to continue to move on, and it should. Uh, I see it today. Um, I see things that are being developed today that won't show up in, in consumer products for for years to come. And trust me, it's exciting stuff. You know, even the most recent things from Samsung, mobile phones. You've seen, you know, we we announced foldable phones. Who would have thought you can fold a phone? You know, so so we are seeing innovation continue to move on. We know that machine learning and the AI is going to be more prevalent, and it's going to hit the phones first. We're already seeing that with uh, phones where the cameras can recognize things and manipulate pictures and all that other stuff. Um, I think the exciting thing about it is, uh, in, in you and I discussing this is, we just need to be conscious that we use this as a tool and that it doesn't take over us. You know, we're the ones that are developing this technology. We need to make sure that the human connection is still there, that we don't lock ourselves in a room with our cell phone and that's all we need. Um, technology is going to continue to move forward is how we use that technology that's going to be the most important thing. And, and I think we are all aware of that already. And I think smarter people than I are already thinking about these things. I, I think the thing we need to bring up is we just need to be conscious of it. Don't, don't go by remote. And just let things move forward. Utilize the tools, have it enhance your life, but don't let it run your life. Maybe that's the point of it, is you're right. Technology is going to move forward, and we're going to have bigger and better things moving forward. Okay? Very well put. Uh, And I want to thank you, Kevin, for coming on and offering your insight. Uh, It's been great. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Powering Experiences, brought to you by Samsung Semiconductor Inc. The show's executive producer has been Melanie Nelson. Producers include Lisa Warren Plungy and Danny Pugh with creative direction from Andrea Karim. Until next time, I'm your host, Nick Stoll. I hope you learned something today.